Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 70th episode of the Poorly Planned Podcast. My name is Benedict. You may know me better as BHL Hudson. Here, we talk about movies, TV shows, a bunch of nonsense. With me, as always, is my friend, co-host, and in his own home, because we follow the restrictions and guidelines. <laughs> because buddy. we hate each other and cannot stand <laughs> each other's smells. <laughs> Frederick, who, um, as, ah, as you all, all know very well, the world is in... <laughs> a terrible situation and so yeah, we once great. again it's cannot great, record together so freddy's at home and he doesn't have a microphone which is why his audio sounds like that but hopefully it's okay-ish we're, you know it's hopefully it's not the worst <laughs> we're recording via the internet so there might be a little bit of delay here and there but generally this has worked i would say passably well in the past so i disagree also the way you say the internet makes you sound like a seven-year-old man we were recording over this relic known this as weird box in my w- room w-w-w. so um so i can't hear myself because these are noise canceling so i can't tell if i'm like hella slurring my speech or not we'll see well you usually do in this recording <laughs> ah, that's, that's fair. you usually have at least a few shots of whiskey before or we start the recording. This is true. This is a podcast tradition. It's the only way you can get through this horrific nightmare. I mean, yeah. I'm having a few shots of, of my protein shake over here, you know. Stay. Well, I you were going to say, like, tequila. No. Like, <laughs> DHL. Today's topic for today's oh, podcast. Yes. Um, and I, I don't know what this is yet, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Is we're going to do basically, uh, there is technically a topic, but it falls under the rest of it. It's basically just an episode of mini reviews. However... The one we'll end with, and I think talk about the most, because I finished it yesterday, is in fact The Mandalorian. (gasps) The Mando-Lorian? Right on the money, yes. Um, Also, I'll be honest. Because I've got got a lot of mini-reviews. Oh god, well I have a lot of mini-reviews as well, so this may be the longest episode of all time. Um, Also, I would just like to put a disclaimer here. Spoilers for everything we talk about, their time codes in the description. So, um, yeah. So let's just jump right into this. Uh, first of all, I do just want to say I've been watching The Boys. I finished The Boys. However, there's going to be a whole episode about The Boys, so we'll save it for God. them. I think episode 72 will be The Boys, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we'll, we'll be able to record together for that one. That's a, that's a special, Hopefully special you know. thing. <laughs> so first of all, <clears throat> I finally caught up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the final season. Oh, have you now? Yes. Um, so... Quite a while, sir. <laughs> well, yeah, as you'll see from the number of mini reviews in this episode, the combination of lockdown and gap year has meant that I've been able to watch a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, I've finally been catching up on shows I've wanted to watch for a while, and I finally saw how Brooklyn Nine Nine comes to well, not an end. There's another season coming, but mm. season seven comes to an end, and it was bloody delightful. I, I have to say, the first. I don't episode, remember what's what happens in the la- in the latest season. Well, the first episode was a bit meh. Uh, was, that, I felt... was that where Raymond Holt was a down-to-earth, kind of incompetent police officer? Something like that, yeah. But then the rest of it was, uh, it was just, it was just one, it was actually, I think it was better than, I don't know, a lot of the, well, the previous seasons had been, and um, yeah, just, just Peralt doing his thing, you know, you everyone's, know. <laughs> everyone's very charming. And it actually, I, I think it finally hit the, uh, you know, I've talked about, I feel like that show doesn't, sometimes misses the balance of emotional moments and funny moments. Like, mm-hmm. the emotional moments are a bit too, like, uh, I don't want to say sappy, but they kind of, it doesn't mesh as well. I feel like this season really meshed it well. Madeline Wunsch's funeral and, and Raymond Holt gives oh, like was, a, a nice thing. That is a good, that, that was, a good that was really, And the And she, she gives uh, birth at the end and, you know, the baby's there and I was like, I, I was like. <laughs> You'd hope so. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I was just, it didn't make me cry, but then afterwards I was like, oh, damn, I'm, I'm a little choked up right now. Um, so yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, very good. High recommend. Mm-hmm. What, when, what about you? you know, when's, when's the new, uh, when's the new season coming out? I think, uh, they're filming it right now, I believe. So I think probably early next year, maybe like January next year mm-hmm. or, or maybe, maybe like October or something, but yeah. Not for a long time. I'll, I'll accept this answer. <laughs> You'll be long dead. <laughs> um, all right. Now I want to. I want to ask you here before before I get into this. No, we do. We do have. We do. Have <laughs> <laughs> We've got. Um, I've got two anime things, which I think I'll just say for Freddy's anime hour. 
which obviously is a, <laughs> is a regular segment that. of this podcast now. Uh, um, I do like I do like that. So I'll, I'll start off with a classic. Mm. I'll start off with a classic. So okay. me and my mother, <laughs> who I hate but <laughs> have to tolerate at times, sat down. We're like sitting there, not really having anything to do. I look at her deep in the eyes and say, "You know what? We're watching the Nice Guys." <laughs> I feel like Russell this is a conversation you have with God. many women in your life. You just, even ones you <laughs> don't know. It works out you best just, with my mom. <laughs> you just stare them down and say, we're watching the nice guys. You say, oh, so you watch, watch oh, That's one of my faves. Watched Russell and Gosling team up. Such a good movie. It's it's an absolute delight. It's very um, it's, it's very in the style of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, isn't it? It is, I, and, I, and I told her that we're also going to watch that sometime soon. Uh, that's so. e- that's almost that's not even more delightful, but it's equally as delightful. You can imagine yeah, the Downey Jr. Kilmer combo is is just it's a kill <laughs> Kilmer combo. I'm giving him a smile right now to indicate that that was in fact a joke. <laughs> <laughs> to, to let him know that he's allowed to laugh. <laughs> that was in fact a jest on my part. <laughs> What'd you um, think? I mean. I love it. It's 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 a classic. My mom, she um she laughed very hard when Russell casually breaks Gosling's arm <laughs> and he lets out the high pitched scream. Ah uh, yes. Um, uh, what a what a movie. It's honestly just such a good movie. Yeah. I, mean, I I think we've talked about it before as well, but God, I I do like it. Was it was that the first time you'd seen it? No 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 no. I think. Oh oh okay okay. I thought we watched it together once, in fact. No, we watched we we all watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang on that ski trip. Oh, is that the one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's such a good ski trip. That was a great we should do a ski trip episode one day. <laughs> we just play the video we have from the ski trip. <laughs> we made a vlog of our ski trip. It's actually kind of epic, I'm not even gonna lie. But um Yeah, no, what a ah, oh, what a and the seventies style is so fun. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that Shane Black went from that movie to the Predator? <laughs> I can very much imagine. <laughs> <laughs> very similar films. I would say you're the. Mm, I'm probably the the Gosling. You're probably because you're you're not really the Gosling, so I, but you're you're definitely not the Russell. So <gasps> if one of us has to be the Russell, just, I guess it'll be it's me. Just turned into an insult. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're more of the. So you don't have you don't have you don't have the brawn of Russell. And but you, you have, the don't charm have the charm of, of the goose. Huh. Well, yeah, no, fair enough. Then, and I was going to save this for a surprise to tell you on the pod, but I couldn't resist telling you when we called uh, earlier in the week or last week. Um, I have, mm. in fact, been watching and loving New Girl, <laughs> which is... I'm so happy about this. The pod, the pod audience should... I hope you realize how monumental this is, because Freddie has been referring to... Whatever that actor's name, Jake Johnson, I don't even know it now, as Nick from New <laughs> Nick Girl from New since Girl. day one. And I finally, and you've been recommending it for a while, finally checked it out. And my goodness, what an absolute delight of a show. It's The thing is, I love that you love it now because by season three and onwards, it gets like ten times better. Well, I will say season one, while enjoyable... Was trash. <laughs> While well, um, enjoyable, I stopped after the first episode. <laughs> it wasn't. It was very. It wasn't really making me laugh out loud. If that makes sense, like it was. It was fun, mm. and it was like a nice. It's a cozy show, I guess you could say. Like it's a very fun thing yeah, to kind of yeah. like just chill with. But it wasn't like mm-hmm. I don't know. It it wasn't anything that you know hilarious. But I also having watched Brooklyn Nine Nine in the Office, I know this trend of sitcoms where, uh, you know, they start you know whatever and then as you get into it and then it it expands and so season one was fun so how how much have you watched i'm about halfway through season two and i can like i can already see it's picked up a bit and it's making me it's making it's making me guffaw constantly so you know that's it (laughs) freddie clearly doesn't know what the word guffaw means (laughs) look at this fool but um i think you are the fool if you know what guffaw means (laughs) but um i will say okay I think Schmidt okay. favorite character. I think Schmidt may be the best character ever created in any work of fiction ever. Schmidt is my favorite <laughs> character in anything. He's so delightful. <laughs> so I, good. I love so Schmidt. good. Um, but also, I love. I mean, I love all of them. Um, like they're all fun in their I'll own say, way. And... Winston, I, you like to begin with, but he gets like he completely changes personality in season three for like for the better. <laughs> but yeah, he becomes this totally weird 
crazy dude. Well, he's already like I can that- he's already starting to there was an episode where they they're doing like um pranks and then like it's a trait of Winston oh, yeah. that he either goes way too small or way too big and then at the end he just walks and he's like I'm gonna whack you in the face with a ski. And, like, <laughs> you could already you could already see the hints of Winston's strangeness incoming but um, no it's it's wonderful i will say also i get what you mean when you say you like everyone in the show except for the main character because okay for the okay no i I like i like her but out of everyone i probably like her the least well that's the thing for the first season or at least the first half of the first season i was like again like i think the first season is very enjoyable and it kind of gets you accustomed to the characters and all that and then season two it kind of picks up more with the comedy even though it's still funny but the first season she's a bit much like it can get a bit grating i feel her like no she's, she's very, quirky she's very, very all over and the place random and like that's it, like it's it's charming sometimes and it's a bit like i don't know gets a little annoying sometimes but i think they've sort of refined it more and made her mm. like i think drawn it back like just like 10 percent and made her so she's still wacky and goofy and you know all that but more i don't know um in a more fun and 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 also the more you get into the show and kind of like you get attached to the characters mm, you mm. you like her and you like the like her kind of her personality and and her dynamic with the group and i also find it amusing because you've spent all these years telling me that <laughs> she's your least favorite character and i did tell you this in the phone call as well she does <laughs> remind me quite a bit of your uh. girlfriend <laughs> which I, in all the best ways <laughs> which um which i just found not you know again not in a, not in a, not in a bad way, in a terrible way. <laughs> She's a bit like say she... out there personality wise, you know. <laughs> Fred, you just looked at me. I don't know if that was a death stare or like a, a cry for help or I don't know what that look was. Let's move on before this gets this turns into a violent encounter. Before she, before this is the first episode she watches and immediately jumps me. <laughs> What's your what's your next mini mini review? Mm. Let me see which way I want to do this. One that I was thoroughly confused and slightly underwhelmed by. I hope you've seen this, so we actually have something to talk about because <laughs> I don't have it, have much to add when it comes to this review. But I saw the Spider Wick. Uh, have you seen this movie? <laughs> into the Spider Wick. That was a terrible joke. I'm sorry. The yeah. spider. <laughs> You're not supposed to agree. You're supposed to say, no, that was really funny, DHL. You have a great career ahead of you. You prick. The, spi- the spider with Chronicles. I have seen it, but a very long time ago. I read the books. I, uh, I, kid. It's so stupid, I find. It's, it's the kid from um, Charlie and the Talk, Chocolate Factory and Arthur and the Mini Moys. Seth Rogen's in it? With- Arthur and the Mini Moys? <laughs> yeah. Atua love- Mini Moys in it. First of all, Atua Mini Moys <laughs> is it not the mini boys in english arthur and the invisibles in english god that movie is it the invisibles i don't know why i watched that as a kid i hated it but i just i think i just sat through it because i was like what i love that movie are you kidding bruh it's so it's such a and all the sequels too they're so terrifying and like not fun like they're all anyway <laughs> Let's talk okay. <laughs> it's about the Spiderwick. Eh? <laughs> the Spiderwick Chronicles. Uh, um, it has like yeah, trolls Rogan, and stuff in it. It's got goblins. Ah. And um, Seth Rogen plays Hog Squeal, I believe, which is like a pig <laughs> goblin mutant. It's 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 a thoroughly underwhelming movie, I'd say. Why did you, why did you watch? Uh, that's such a random thing to watch. Well, I was I was I was I was hanging out with with uh, Yana and Sophie. Um. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, those, those idiots. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Terribly sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> Ten times more painful than the spider wick. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just such a bad movie, honestly. Like mm. none of like none of the characters are very likable, except for this one goblin who's called Redcap, who you just feel sorry for because he's a bumbling fool. You re- um, you related to him. Yeah, I was like, that's that's my friend BHL. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie looked at me again. This time, his look was very, very clear. Um, huh. I, it's yeah, a bit of a mess of a movie. It's it's there's like this overlord demon dude who can like turn into any any animal. Then he needs to get this book of secrets so he can destroy the world. But he's allergic to like tomato sauce or something. I feel like you're just tomato. Yeah, it's, I feel like this is a <laughs> violent fever dream you had. 
<laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, it is it is not great. Cannot recommend it. <laughs> well, I remember liking those books as a kid, but um, sure, don't... honestly, I'm sure the books are are better. Well, um, then speaking of shows that I finally caught up on and finished. I watched the latest season of Archer. A little throwback to the beginning of the pod where we talk about oh Archer each God. week. Because if you recall, after I think about season eight or something, they did a storyline where Archer uh, gets shot and falls in a pool and goes into a coma. And then the next three seasons are in different genres. So like one is like he's in space and one is he's a detective in the 1920s. So they're all like his like okay. coma dreams. And I, I watched one of them and it was fine it was it was like i liked that they were being creative with it and doing this kind of new thing but it wasn't funny really anymore like it and i don't think <laughs> like but it made me severely sad no, <laughs> like it, it was not like they were trying super hard to be funny and it failed it was just they kind of changed the style a bit where it wasn't the same kind of sense of humor and i don't know it was more mm. i guess it was interesting but i didn't really find it as engaging and uh, especially for what that show kind of like was. So I dropped off, but then they released okay. the latest season uh, a few months ago. And it's a season where he gets out of the coma and it goes back to like the normal thing. And I watched it and I was like, this is why I loved the show. For it made me, uh, uh, <laughs> guffawing is not even the word to describe. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it means laughing very hard. Or something along those lines. Where's that from? Is that just a weird fancy word, you know? Yes. I know many. <laughs> why do you think I run a podcast? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> but um, you just got a script of like hundred good words to use. <laughs> while um, but no, it's just absolutely hilarious and delightful, and I just—he's so like awful, and just his insults are so hilarious. And dude, I think you would genuinely like it. It's such a good show. Just his like bluntness and his, <laughs> the voice actor form is so perfect. I don't. It's it's such a great show. Absolutely. Who, who voice acts him? Does he do anything uh, like H- any actual acting? Yeah, I think he's he makes like cameos and stuff. H. John Benjamin. He's mainly a voice actor. I think he like he was in Twenty One Jump Street briefly, and like he he makes little cameos here and there. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, he's a he has a very distinct voice, and yeah, no, just a just a lovely thing. So Archer season eleven, bloody bloody great. Can't wait for season twelve, which I think is coming out later this year. I hope. So yeah. Oh. Good good stuff. Great. All right, hit me. I watched <laughs> as as a positive and much needed follow-up to uh the spider wick mm. <laughs> train to busan oh do you know this have, 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 have... yeah isn't that quite dark it's it's a korean zombie movie it is oh i was thinking of something else but yes I, I have heard of it so so good it is i i think i i genuinely think we should watch this at some point because it is god it's an amazing movie i think i don't know if it got nominated for oscars wait let me see uh, I've heard of it, yeah. Train to Busan. Train to Busan. It's a horror movie, right? Yeah, it's it's like a zombie flick, hmm. but in a very uh, I wait awards. <laughs> I can definitely see where you made the connection between this and the Spiderwick Chronicles. <laughs> um. Okay, it won a lot of awards, not Oscars, but other awards. Anyways, okay. yeah, it's both like a very very scary movie. Mm. Uh, a very well acted movie the characters in it are they're so well done because you like they're they're like almost two extremes where either you love the characters and you love them like <laughs> you die for them mm. or you hate them like to bits there's this <laughs> one guy who's just the worst person in the world mm. um and it's basically like it's like these, these yeah they get on a train um it's like the main people are a little girl and her dad um, and they're going to Busan, which is yeah a, a city in Korea. Right. And they're on this like Korean like lightning train, I think they're called. And bullet train. As they're on it, oh yeah, bullet train, yeah. Um, and then as they're on it, like this like the zombie apocalypse breaks out, and people on board also get like infected and stuff like that. Mm. It is it is such a good movie, and um, yeah, it it I won't, I won't even lie to you. It did get uh, an FTK gaming tier at the end. Oh my goodness! Really? So, uh, so that's pretty think, rare for a, I, I mean, for any movie <laughs> to get the FTK gaming tier, but for especially for like a horror movie, um, not, I know, not the one I you'd expect. It is. I think I think you would love it. So that's a big recommend. All right, I'll um. I, yeah, I don't I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it. But no, once yeah, you sure. watch it, we need to have an in depth talk about it. Because <laughs> oh, 
Oh, well, absolutely. I'll um, I've I've heard the name, but I never really looked into it. But yeah, it sounds fascinating. Then, um, by the way, just for people who've never listened before, who are kind of wondering what this is. Normally, we do a segment at the start of the show where we talk about <laughs> what we've seen this week. And um, since we haven't recorded a new episode for a few weeks, now we're just doing like a full thing of what we've watched the past few weeks, just in case you don't <laughs> know. We've gotten to the 30-minute mark, and they're sitting there, <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> it's so weird, but fascinating. <laughs> um, I watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, because um, it was on Which TV. Is, and- that? Is, that, is that the one with the Nazis? They're all with the Nazis, and by all I mean half of them. But <laughs> yes, it has Nazis in it, and it's the one where he's like Nazis. I hate these guys. <laughs> it's the one where he's like Nazis. <laughs> he just looks directly into the camera. Nazis. He meets Hitler, and um, and Sean Connery's in it as well. And he's like, our situation has not improved. That's my. I, that was a pretty nasally Connery. Sorry, but yeah, he's his dad, and it's just an absolute. Just a delightful adventure. I still think the first one's the best, but this one... Is that, is that the one where they melt? Yeah, like, that's... Yeah. I think that's, like, because it's so classic. and it's. But this one, I think mm. it might be a bit more, like... I mean, they're both extremely fun, but this one might be a bit more fun. It's just action-packed. There are freaking boat chases and, and camel chases and tank fights and fist fights and all the... Ah, <laughs> uh, it's such a, such a delight. I like how you kind of, like, rank those things up. It goes from boat chase <laughs> to camel chase. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's the next the logical most, step. The most, the most intense action scene is just Sean Connery on a two-humped camel. <laughs> so yeah, just a classic mm. there. Mm. I watched In the Pursuit of, you know, watching a bunch of classic movies and all that. Watched Gladiator mm. for the first time. Uh, Was that the first time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> what'd you think? I thought old Russell did his did his thing pretty well. That's my review of Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> No. IMDb. <laughs> well, what do you have to say about this? Russell did his thing, all right? It's, um... I don't know. Maybe if I saw it in the cinema, I would be more blown away by it. I didn't think it was absolutely insane. Like, I can see why it's so... Uh, it's, I think that's one of my favorite movies, honestly. It's, it's very iconic, really and, like, it. it's very... It does everything well, and it's epic, and the battle scenes are so good. Safe to say, you were not entertained? <laughs> very good. That was the best joke ever made on this pod. <laughs> um, no, I was entertained. I just... Yeah, I think it, maybe it highlighted the difference between watching something, you know, on your TV and in the cinema. <laughs> something good and something bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, I mean, the whole scale of it is absolutely incredible. And, like, the sets and the extras and the effects and um, who makes an appearance. He's pretty good. Who is there? Uh, yeah, like. Wait, who, who's there? <laughs> got him. Yeah, uh, it was, it was, it was good. Like, emotion-wise, I was just like, I don't know, I didn't really, didn't, didn't, like, absolutely floor me, but it was, it was everything I was expecting would be, and so, yeah, no, good, good stuff, and, um, I think maybe I'm just gonna lump real quick a bunch here that I don't think we really have to get into too much from this, this thing that I've been, you know, trying to watch a bunch of classic movies. There's A Trip mm-hmm. to the Moon from 1902, uh, which is... Ni- 1902. <laughs> it's like a silent movie. Very, very. Why are you watching all these like <laughs> movies going to like space and stuff where they can barely film? <laughs> this is not about a potato. This. <laughs> it's very. I, I find it more interesting to like kind of read about it afterwards with this kind of thing and like you know uh, the process of it. And then once well, upon I'm a bit a, of an analyst to myself. <laughs> <laughs> once upon a time in the West um, from the '60s, which is an amazing movie, but I just don't think we would have much to say about it. It's just a one of the most iconic westerns ever. Is that, is that with is that with Eastwood? No, it's it's um, it's the only western without Eastwood. In fact, <laughs> um, and then Metropolis from 1927, uh, which I think you might have heard of. It's kind of like the default like old movie. Like if you ask people like what's the oldest movie I've heard ever? Of, I've heard of Metropolis uh, of Metropolis before, but I no clue what it's about. It's uh, it's about like the future and and different classes and. All kinds of stuff. It's it's very long <laughs> and silent. Okay. But um, <laughs> again, I yeah, like I found I find it more like it's not something I would put on like on a Friday afternoon when I'm just trying to relax. But as someone who enjoys, but it is something I'd go to a to a party to and show everyone. <laughs> as someone who enjoys like uh, film and filmmaking and analyzing film, I found it very interesting to watch and then also you know research a little bit afterwards. And I also just mm-hmm. one thing that I do want to 
mention that I find amusing. Because um, obviously, like, the 1920s, and especially in filmmaking, like, it's very different. Like, all the actions are very exaggerated because it's a silent movie, so they all run kind of like Tom Cruise Muppet style. But I did also find yeah. it amusing story-wise that at one point the main character sees what he thinks is this woman he's in love with hugging his father and that moment is so traumatic for him that he is sent into a coma with fever dreams which was kind of a little bit amusing to me that he just because also i guess they couldn't show anything like that extreme then so it's just like her hugging his dad and then he walks in and he just falls to the floor and then has nightmarish dreams for like <laughs> for several minutes it's very good but um generally um you know i can see why it's very influential and and very all that but we don't talk about such intellectual things on the poorly planned so we'll just no, 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 move please. on from save that. that for the main chat <laughs> go ahead sir what is what is your next next one mm. well i believe it's time for the time what'd you say uh. <laughs> i was busy doing <laughs> doing something what, what the hell did you just say to me <laughs> uh, i said freddy's anime hour Ugh. <laughs> God, God, I'm not putting in the theme well, song. I appreciate Keen working please, on it, but I told you I would never. Please put in the theme song. Please Absolutely do this for me. Never not. Um. So, I have I told I don't remember I talked about this on the last pod, but a show I very much enjoy called Attack on Titan, which is mm. probably like if if I were to say watch like an anime to someone who's never watched an anime, it would either be this one or Death Note because it is just like. It's I've so seen the first epic. episode. Of a t- oh, right! Yeah. It's funny, actually, my, my cousin and I were texting this week, and he actually told me, like, I should watch Attack on Titan. And I was like, God damn it, Freddy's going to bring this up, isn't he? <laughs> oh, you really should. It is such a good show. It is... It's one of the most, like, bloody and, like, violent shows you'll ever see. But it's also very, like, very emotional. And, and oh, it's so epic. It's got some of the most cool characters in... In series history. Yeah, it's so good. Cool. so good. Mm. Uh, I think so, the, like, reason... the, the Yeah, go on. I was just going to say, I think the reason I didn't kind of keep up with it was because I saw the first episode when I was quite young. I think I might have been 13 or something, and oh, I was really? still... I was not a. <laughs> I was not the man I am today who watches mm. The Boys, obviously the most <laughs> crazy show ever. But uh, yeah, I was not... It kind of kind of scared me a little bit, so. No, I, it, it, the first episode especially is it's kind of traumatic, but no, I definitely I think I think you'd very much enjoy it. It's uh, very very cool. Uh, voice acting is also really good, but yeah. So the latest seasons coming out and the last season. This is the last season. Come out every one episode comes out every week. So I've been following that, and it's just, oh, it's so good. It's good. It's so so good. Um, lumping that together with another anime. Mm. Darling in the Franks. I don't know if you've heard of that. <laughs> You're making this shit up at this point. You're just saying words and then being like, no. that's my favorite anime. <laughs> Darling in the Franks. A very, very good... It's it's a mech anime, which is like... Um, uh, there's there's like robotic suits and, and stuff like that involved. I know what a mech is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mechs know. aren't exclusively like an anime thing. I'm, I know what Titanfall and... I've watched Edge of Tomorrow, all right? God. Uh, all oh, right, does Edge? Oh, it does count. Don't as Don't disrespect me like this. <laughs> um, a very good show. Halfway th- through it now, and um, yeah. I mean, it probably. I won't say you should watch it because I don't think you will, but I, I do enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the self awareness there. Uh, I mean, look, I'll take your recommendations. Obviously, I've watched Nick from New Girl's show. <laughs> Can't remember the name exactly, of it, but. <laughs> When it comes to anime, I think I think when I kind of start to get more into it, I'm going to start with some more mainstream stuff and not Frank in the Tank or whatever it's called. <laughs> then another quick batch of, of classic movies. I watched Taxi Driver, The Princess Bride, Gone with the Wind, oh, yeah. and Citizen Kane. So, Ooh, I don't really Citizen have much to say Kane. about them. Are they all... Well, <laughs> The Princess Bride is delightful, Taxi Driver is excellent, Citizen Kane is excellent, and Gone with the Wind, I'll be honest wasn't really that big of a fan of it's very like i i can appreciate you know some parts of it but it's extremely long and meandering and it's just unlikable people being unlikable for most of it and i mean like the last hour is basically just two pretty terrible people arguing about how terrible they are there's some very impressive um like filmmaking like in terms of scale and and these sets that they have and and some of the stories compelling obviously this is also I'm not even going to get into, like, 
the problematic aspect of it because you know the way it portrays the old south and um slavery mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff but just as a movie it's i don't know i think it has definitely good parts to it and good performances and all that but just i don't know it's not really there was just i felt like there was just so much kind of meandering and just people being awful is that from is it 1927 <laughs> it's from uh no 1939 39 yeah but um i don't know where i pulled that one out of my head (laughs) that's very random but yeah anyway (laughs) so that's that's that but um yeah i mean still has its again i I hope to maybe make a video like more in depth about these on my channel but you know still has its merits but of the of the ones that i've watched so far might have been it's probably towards the bottom of like the um Including the 1902 movie where they don't go to space. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's still, I mean, it's still good. Anyway, I'll talk about it more some other time. But yeah, go ahead, sir. Well, I'm... <laughs> okay, <laughs> excellent. All right, cool. Well, we're getting close to, to The Mandalorian, so I'll just I'll kind of rattle mm. through these real quick. Um, I watched Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, uh, which is... It's Guy Ritchie's, I think, first <gasps> film. Actually, I'm not all out. You, you, I'll say something. God damn it. So it was, it's like his first, um, so it's quite in the style of Snatch and the Gentleman. It's uh, Statham. Mm. I still haven't watched Snatch. I really want to, I really want to. You should. I mean, this is basically the same movie. That's not the same movie, but it's very, very similar to Snatch. It's, it's very fun. It's very, very British. Um. Okay. It's just, it's delightful how, like, all the stories Those tie together. Those go hand in hand. <laughs> like, all, yeah, as you know from kind of Guy Ritchie movies, it's a bunch of different stories and British people being British, and then they all tie together in the end, and it's, um, mm. it's very fun, and, yeah, his movies just, I don't know, they go by very quickly. Like, they're very fast-paced and enjoyable and, like, have great music and, uh, good performance. Yeah, it's, and funny, too. Very funny. So, yeah, good, good movie. Um, then go ahead. So, I've been watching the latest season of vikings ah and i have to say while it's still epic still still cool it really has but you you haven't seen vikings have you no i'm considering it (laughs) Mm, persuade me Uh, (laughs) (laughs) talk sell me this pen (laughs) um then i won't then i won't uh go too in in depth either here um because i don't want to spoil anything but after I think midway through season four, something happens. And then from there and onwards, it's just kind of been going on a steady, like gradual decline of, of mm. like at least plot quality, I think. Cause they keep introducing new characters mm. and then immediately kill them or give them like make them King or something. It's like, it's very like all over the place right now. Whereas the first like four seasons were very focused and way more grounded than it is now. So while it's still good, still epic, um, it's. I, I would not say it's as good as it used to be. Hmm. All right. Fair. Fair enough. Is it? I thought it did. Did it just end recently? Actually. So yeah. So this is the this is the last season I'm watching. Because uh, I I was actually I was gonna watch it on Netflix and then I saw it just ended and I was like, hmm, if it just ended, I don't know if I wanna. <laughs> Maybe I'll save that for, for a little down the line. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I mean, a lot of shows kind of once they go past the season, four ish no, yeah. mark, like, like Game of Thrones as well kind of mm-hmm. diminish a little bit no so like because also what they've done is like the first four seasons i think were around 12 15 episodes mm. and then the latest two two and a half were 24 episodes yeah. all like an hour all an hour long just kind of filling it with stuff yeah so, and the thing is like one one like thing that they hyped up so much in like part like the beginning of the season like dies out mid season and then has no impact on anything later on. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's a little all over the place right now. I'd say. So, <laughs> so Vikings bit... um, shape up. <laughs> so you'd say it's a bit like Game of Thrones esque. How they sort of towards the end it started like a lot of plot things that have been set up weren't very satisfying and it kind of. Was mm, a bit... I I wouldn't. I, it's not in the same way. I don't think because okay. this one there's still there's still some very very cool moments because I think Game of Thrones there's so much like anticipation and you're like so much to like. So many expectations to meet. Where the, whereas this, <laughs> nobody likes Vikings, so there's no expectations. <laughs> Fair. This, there's, it's. Um, I think people are less disappointed, but the plot is just not as as good in in the later seasons. I think, but yeah. still very enjoyable. Still some very epic moments. Well, there you go. <laughs> Vikings two out of ten. 
Um, I uh, I watched the first two episodes of WandaVision, which came out this week. Uh, I really want to watch that. It's how is it? Positively delightful. That's it, really really oh. good. Um, so it's in the style of each episode is in the style of a sitcom from a different decade. So the first one okay. I believe is a is a 1950s sitcom. The second one is like a 60s one. Uh, or something like that. And so it's it's basically like a... F- it's as if they made a TV show about Wanda and Vision in like the 50s. So it's basically a full normal episode of that. Except then at the end and like throughout, you kind of start to get hints that like something's a bit weird and something's a bit off. Something's and, a bit off. And they like... they're Ooh, probably kind of mysterious. It's I like ver- it. No, because I, I, that's the thing. I love that sort of thing where it's like... And especially, I don't know. It's, it's kind of eerie in, in its own yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I love these eerie where you slowly kind of, you're realizing that something's, I mean, obviously it's not the most subtle thing in the world. Like at one point they just sort of, <laughs> some. I won't, I won't spoil it, but it's, um. that being said, they do sort of show it in subtle ways. Like even how the camera movement changes at certain points where it goes from like the 50s, like style of filming a sitcom to then like a more modern style and you can kind of tell something's different. So they're probably trapped in another dimension or Wanda's, made some kind of thing or they're prisoners of someone. Uh, I don't know. Some yeah. <laughs> but I, I genuinely think it's very cool. Not only that, but also the fact that the episode itself, like this like fifties parody sitcom episode and like the second episode, especially as well are like genuinely fun episodes of TV. Like obviously it's very simple and, and you know, silly and whatever, but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's well made. Like it's fun. Like I find myself even like kind of getting invested in like the, ep- the fake episodes, like storyline. So I don't know. It's really... Also, they're both really good at this uh, being like these like 1950s, 1960s kind of kind of actors. And uh, Paul Bettany's okay. absolutely delightful. He has an episode where he's like drunk vision because a piece of gum gets stuck in his like gears. It's very funny. So yeah, good stuff. What? <laughs> it's, it's good. You should watch it. Um, no, I, I really do want to watch it. I'm also leeching off uh, my girlfriend's Amazon. I mean, uh, Disney Plus. So I can't. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. There. Just <laughs> stay with her for about like a few more weeks. Get through one division, and then, then I can. <laughs> um, I've also been watching Better Call Saul lately. Pretty good. Not much to say. Just a just a good show. I um, watched that show. Honestly. And then the final one before the Mandalorian, I watched The Bourne Identity. Uh, Ooh. Old Matt Damon doing his thing. Which, which one is Which one is that? Is that the first one? Yes, I wouldn't have watched the third one okay. first. <laughs> I've not seen the other ones. No, is my I've I've seen oh. the I've seen I saw the most recent one in the cinema. And I was kind of like I don't really understand most of this because I have not seen the previous four movies. <laughs> there with popcorn, I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> Dad, why'd you drag me to this? But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's very good. It's it's a bit more low, like compared to what probably the rest of the series isn't like what you kind of heard about Jason Bourne. It's it's a pretty like low budget movie. Like there isn't like the big finale is just like he kind of like shoots like three guys basically but it's a really good um thriller it's tense and and uh, like an intriguing story and and the action's really good Mm -hmm. except for some very cartoonish sound effects occasionally but besides that the action's the action's really good and and matt does his thing does the wilhelm scream not always throw you off when you hear it in movies yeah i mean depends on where it's used because i always like whenever because it's sometimes used in like if you're using a serious like thing, action movies, then it yeah, kind of like it. I'm, I just it takes me completely out of it. I'm like, what are you doing, Wilhelm? <laughs> I don't remember if it was in. I think it might have been in, in this one actually, because like when it shows up in a Star Wars movie, the whole movie's kind of a bit silly and you know fun and all. So it, it doesn't really, or like an Indiana mm. Jones. Um, but but yeah, I I think it actually did show up in this, and I was a bit. That's an odd choice, but or maybe it was something else kind of dramatic I watched. But yeah, no, overall good, good, good Damon action. That's my review of that. <laughs> and finally, let's talk about the man DeLorean. The God. Pedro DeLorean. <laughs> so I finally very, caught very up with both seasons of uh, old Mando Mando and gang. And by gang, I mean little green baby. Baby man. God. Such a... Also, <laughs> very cute. Very cute. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, really, <laughs> no, I should, I, uh, really gross. I, <laughs> I think. Well, let's just let's just dive into it. And obviously, spoilers for both seasons. Um, I think Baby Yoda is. He was a like, stroke of genius in terms of marketing. Like, I mean, mm. I, I I do not think the show would be as big as it was if it hadn't had that like oh, no. meme and that, that pop culture kind of thing. But he also, I think it's also 
the thing, the good part, I guess, is that I can't tell which came, like, if that idea came first, and then it just sort of, like, they were like, and it'll be great for marketing, or if they thought up this idea just to market it. Because it does, he does make for a compelling story that he has to return this, this you know, child. and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think, it, it doesn't feel, it's a bit like Baby Groot. Uh, it doesn't feel like that forced, even though sometimes yeah, you're yeah, a little yeah, exactly. bit like, I mean, it's probably to sell little plushy toys or whatever, but... It fits with the story, so I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. It does. And, he, uh, and he's cute, you know? <laughs> and I want to cuddle-wuddle him. It's just whatever. <laughs> um, um, I'd say, I think the by far, I guess this is more of an o- overarching thing, hmm. but I love the fact that you don't have to be a hardcore Star Wars fan to actually enjoy this show. Like, no. I don't really like Star Wars that much in general, but this show is just it's so good. Yeah, I think it's... That, mm, that's one of its biggest strengths is the way it plays to both the like Star Wars fan crowd and the non-Star Wars fan crowd. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you're a hardcore Star Wars fan, a lot of this stuff is going to like blow your mind. And even as a very <laughs> casual fan myself, uh, it is. I do think it's cool to see how it expands in the Star Wars world in certain ways. Like, I don't know. I like. Um, yeah, this proves my <laughs> my casualness. I don't even know what they're called, but the, the X-wing pilot guys, the Rebel guys, whatever. The fact that they're like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're basically like the cops of this like new world after the original trilogy. Like I think that's an interesting concept and yeah, the way yeah. they talk about certain things and um yeah, but then also it's not like required. It's also just kinda like a badass adventure mm-hmm. show. Um Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's ones. also good that the like that Pedro isn't tied down by like lore and history because it's mm. a completely like original character that's been made up for the show. Uh, there's no like previous history based on what this certain Mandalorian did and stuff. So they can kind of just like do whatever, you know? Yeah. No, it's especially in this age of like, especially with Star Wars where everything is tied. In. I mean, it does tie in in big ways, which we'll get to, but it is, it is yeah, nice yeah, yeah. to but, like, have at least this. The, like the main character. Doesn't, yeah. And, yeah. and you don't know like where he's going to end up and where he's going to go. And yeah. So, the ways it does tie in, we can talk about, especially in season two, there's a lot of, a lot of tie-ins. Uh, Ahsoka mm-hmm. Tano shows up. Yeah, yeah. Who I... The the weird-haired lady. <laughs> yeah. I, I've i seen her a lot before in, like, pictures, and she's very famous. I know, I've seen her so many, yeah, like, in the Star Wars cartoon. Yeah, one, the Clone right? Wars, I believe it's called. <laughs> the Star Wars fans are <laughs> punching we need right to be, now. uh... <laughs> but again i don't feel like it was that forced like it, it worked in the story well enough where even if you don't know yeah. her like we don't it still it still works and um and then what's the other one boba fett shows up which that one's does. felt a little bit like i won't say forced but i think the tie into the story there was a bit yeah loose. It's, not, it's not it's not the smoothest thing no but it, it was solid and then at the end cgi face luke skywalker shows up which was not great. That CGI is terrible. <laughs> like I, he just he just shouldn't have talked, and then it would look fine. They I guess. should but get was... Sebastian Stan. He looks exactly like young Mark Hamill. Just get another actor. Like even if it's not Sebastian Stan, just get another. If he has the haircut, he has the robe, he has the the glove, he has the yeah, green like... lightsaber. We'll know it's Luke Skywalker. You don't need to do this. Like this. Uh, it just it. It Doesn't he also say mind. I'm Luke? St- Doesn't he also also say that I'm Luke Skywalker? No, there are a million ways to not have to do that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. It, it, that was it was so off-putting to they, see this weird like toady face. They keep of, like, doing it too. Hamill. Like they, I don't know who keeps telling them to do this stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but Disney, what the hell? <laughs> like, I think ever since Rogue One, it's maybe been in every single no. It, it, but it's in it's in Rogue One. It's in the Rise of Skywalker. It's in this now. It's like, even when it shows up in the Mar, like I think the best it's ever been was in Guardians of the Galaxy Two with young. I was about to say Russell Crowe. That's not who it is. Kurt Russell. <laughs> that was the only one where like I'm like, I kind of because it just his mouth doesn't move right. Like I don't know. It's so. No, it doesn't at all. <laughs> and for such, I like how we've. For a show that I really loved, we've gotten to like the one thing <laughs> that I really didn't like. No, this is genuinely the one thing that really bothers me with the show is this ending. Yeah, no, it's it's, just... it's, it's a good ending plot wise and everything, mm. but the way they've executed Luke's <laughs> face is awful. Stupid mushy CGI man face, just a very upsetting. But um, the rest of the show, I think, I I really enjoyed how action packed and like 
mm. movie quality it is. Because I think I'm going to mention this in my review, but you know, like Agents of Shield, that's very clearly the TV <laughs> version TV, yeah. of like an MCU movie. It's much smaller scale, even from the way it's shot and everything. And that's fine. Like also, it's it had presumably much lower budget. It's not on Disney Plus and all that. That's fine. But I'm just saying, like, I think it's really cool for also, this. No one would, no one would pay a lot of money to see Phil Coulson. <laughs> for this, I think it's really cool that it's basically a movie, and just like the story is suited for longer form storytelling, and so that's why yeah. it's like the the production what, value and the effects. It's like it's yeah. I was gonna say, what's what's the what do you think the budget per episode? is? I think it might have been ten million per episode. Isn't that what they did for for uh, Game of Thrones? Ten million. Budget per yeah, episode. So 15 million per episode, yeah. Damn. Which for, what, 16 episodes? That's... 16. I'm not doing that math in my head. Two, 200... 200 something? 240 million for, like, these two seasons. So, well, that's... I mean, 120 million is basically, like, the budget of a... Could be the budget of, like, one of these big movies, you know? So, yeah, it's... Yeah. All these effects and... Also, the... You know how they did the... They didn't use green screen. They used projectors. Have you heard about that? I've not heard about that, no. So they, they invented a whole new technique because John Favreau, after working on Lion King and, and Jungle Boy, his two most famous films, they made these, like, green screen, <laughs> blue screen worlds that, like, he kind of found developments in it where he's like, okay, if we do this different, this different. And then they've come up with this thing where they project the background instead of using a blue screen. So the actors, like, see the background and then it also, like, Oh. It moves with the camera. It's this whole. It's amazing, and it looks totally. So the basically the whole show is, I guess, shot in like one room essentially, and you would never you would never know, you know, because it looks so know, yeah. so real and. Damn, that is that is very cool. Yeah, no, it's just Favreau is <laughs> Favreau is probably one of the best directors. Favreau's a, a legend of our time, don't you think? <laughs> of of mankind. <laughs> Favreau for president. <laughs> um yeah i and yeah that's the thing like there's a big action like a significant action scene like every episode it's pretty Mm -hmm. it's pretty awesome um and the action's great and there's a big variety of it and yeah now i think also the fact that it's eight episodes per season and each episode like some of them are as short as like maybe like 25 minutes without credits i think it's great that it's not drawn out to be something it's not Mm -hmm. like it's Mm -hmm. just what it should be you know yeah, yeah, I I agree. I agree. What do you what do you think of the like supporting characters? Do you like the 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 woman? Uh Gina Carano? She's a former MMA fighter, by the way. Don't know if you knew that. Is she? Yeah, she's, she's also in she's the one in Deadpool, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's successfully made the jump to actress, but she's good. Yeah. She's um her and and who who's the other guy? It's uh Oh it's it's the Apollo Gil- Creed. The Guild Master. I thought it was, but I was like yeah. Oh my god, it's so weird. It it is Apollo Creed, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, they're both they're they're very good. But he looks how many he hasn't changed a, at all almost. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is because of the way Apollo Creed dies in those movies and then I don't think I've seen anything else with uh, I think it's Carl Weathers with that actor. I just kind of assumed that the actor died in the 80s. So it's kind of I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute. That is Apollo." How, Creed. He must be he must be super old now. Mm, well, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he, he's but, like what? He's but he a, doesn't look that old in. He's seventy three in the Mandalorian. Seventy three. He does not look seventy three. At least I don't think. No, I think he, he he looks he looks good for his age. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that, Weathers. My mind is <laughs> good on you, Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say one thing I don't I didn't love so much is although the overarching plot I thought was quite interesting with Moff Gideon and the child and all this stuff, the way that most episodes are very feel quite a bit like a video game side quest at times like it's like he goes to this planet and is like i'll give you this information but first if you help me do this random fucking kill yeah. this giant sand slug or whatever and like mm. the fact that that, that happens, was a good episode though <laughs> don't even lie <laughs> <laughs> well no i mean it leads to it's like fun but it got i don't know the at a certain point it got so repetitive that i was like okay he's gonna Go to this cantina, and then he's going to say, hey, can you help me? And they're like, yes, but only first if you help me deal with this problem. And sort of like, and then he deals with the problem, and then like, it got a bit repetitive. Mm. To I, the I, point. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But I, in general, I, I enjoy the idea of this like space adventure and 
going to these different... I love the idea of these different planets and creatures and all that. I just think they should have maybe cut one of those, like, side missions and tied it more into, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. the overall plot. But yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. What's the guy in, in that Sandslug uh, episode? He's, he's also a pretty Oliphant. famous actor. Oliphant, that's the one. What, what is it? Magnificent hair in? on that man in that episode. Just absolutely very powerful. True, very true. Garfield esque. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's. Uh, like how Garfield is the god tier of hair. <laughs> he's in The Office briefly, and that's how I mainly know him, but he's in other stuff. I think he's Hitman. Yeah, he's Hitman. He's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, he's in Rango. <laughs> but I know him as... Uh, what's he called? Um, handsome Man from The Office. The guy who shows up and he's like more handsome than Jim. And he dated Pam. And Jim's like, grr. All right. <laughs> that episode? And Jim does his pouty face. <laughs> Jim goes up, Jim goes, grr. <laughs> no, he's, he's charming. I'd love to see more of him in the show. Like, if he comes back. Yeah. Um, I don't think he will, though, in fairness. Also, oh my god, I just had the worst realization. You know who is in the Born Identity? <laughs> Very random. But in this control room of CIA guys, they're like, they're all walking around being like, look, we found Jason Bourne's location in France or whatever the fuck. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's Walton Goggins. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a horrific realization for any human being. Is that his, is that his one scene? Or is he actually in a he's, he's in a couple of scenes, but he's like just a... I think this was before he was famous at all, so he's just like a background kind of like he has like two lines or something. But oh he's my like, "Fucking God, it's Walton Goggins." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's yeah, he's young, but he's still. I mean, the hairline isn't looking too not receding. I don't know. Why I said that. That was really. <laughs> <laughs> but, Poor Goggins. Yeah. Um, anyway. So yeah, that's <laughs> moving on from the Goggins roast. Um... <laughs> That's my, my Goggins thoughts for this week. Um, Mandalorian. Is that a weekly thing? <laughs> Pedro is fantastic as... Pedro you know, really is. He has such a... I don't know. It takes a skill to act well when like the audience can't see your face at all. And also he has this like gravelly, like kind of badass voice. And he, he mm-hmm. finds that balance really well of like having this cool gunslinger voice, but also still you know communicating some emotion and also that armor is fucking badass that is a cool looking it really is cool looking also, armor i'll say one of the like most powerful moments in the show i feel is when he like just takes off the mask without hesitation to save yeah uh, like to get the face scan in the second season i was like damn yeah, yeah that's a you really do love yoda they really i think that's a really good kind of plot element that they they set up well so when he it's like you kind of know when they keep talking about you, yeah. he's never going to take his money. You kind of know he's going to, but they set it up really well. So when he does, it's impactful. Mm. It's, it, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's quite powerful. Mm-hmm. Other than then, the end, he's just like, ah, baby Yoda, check it out. Here's my face. <laughs> I'm Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> Name, name's Pascal. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, name's Pascal. Nice to meet you. Everyone runs away. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, bro, um, that dude is, that dude is in a lot of stuff. Um, he is. He really is. He's having a good year. Done, done well. <laughs> he's having a good one. Um, do you, what do you what do you think of um, the the legend, the cinema legend that is Bill Burr, who's in it? <laughs> I like Bill Burr a lot. He's it's um it's always funny to see someone who's sort of like a like a comedian who usually like rips everything to shreds, like appearing in something kind of genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, if they fuck it up, then it's sort of extra embarrassing. Because they usually make fun of people. And he's really good. Yeah. So, fair play he, to you. He really is. I also, I also like um, the the droid scene. Or, not the scene. The episode where, like, his the droid that, like, pilots the ship with, with Bill Burr in it. That's Richard Ayoade. Who's that? You know who that is? No. He's the... Uh, uh, you'll probably have... You'll probably have... Uh, like, you'll know him if you see his face. Richard it's the guy, have you seen the clip where it's like, yeah, Richard and then A-Y-O-A-D-E, I think. I do not know this man. Do you not? Oh, okay. He's, he's like a, yeah, he's a British comedian. Oh, I do know this guy. I do know this yeah, guy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, the, he's voices, the droid? He voices the, he's the droid that voices in that one, who then oh. tries to kill Baby Yoda. Interesting. That's, huh. Yeah. And, and Taika voices the other droid. Taika's pretty good. I was genuinely sad he died. 
<laughs> yeah, was, no, Taika has... I, I thought it was going to be another, like, Korg-like Taika's, you know, goofy, jokey man. But he was, you know, he played it pretty pretty straight, pretty droid-like. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say... Oh, yeah, I liked the uh, the giant spider episode. That was pretty good. Again, it was sort of, like, side mission oh, yeah. but it was... I, I, I love the idea of this, like, fantasy universe where they can just... Whoever, like, comes in to make, uh, like, a show or a movie and it can just add, like creative crazy yeah, yeah, exactly. shit and just these giant spiders i mean and now also star wars has had its giant spider thing because like harry potter lord of the rings you know it's kind of <laughs> kind of inevitable so good to <laughs> kind see of a milestone for them <laughs> um i feel like there's something else i wanted to <laughs> i've literally gone to google images and just looked up the mandalorian i'm looking through photos to see if like it reminds me of something to talk about but um <laughs> i like the the brutality of it as well like it's not obviously yeah. r- like ray guns like blasters are pretty pg way to get away with cartoony. brutal yeah. murder but in the final episode he just straight up snaps a dude's neck and i was like damn pedro that's <laughs> that's that's pretty intense also oh what about we haven't we haven't addressed los pollos gideon <laughs> should not have made me laugh los pollos gideon um no i mean i, I would say this is probably the weakest role i've seen him in, in like, <laughs> of the three sh- i'd say this is probably <laughs> no, no. the shittiest performance in cinema because i'm watching three shows at the moment or i was the boys the mandalorian and better call Saul, and he's in all of them and i think this is the one where he's the least like impactful in my pick because in better call Saul, obviously he's gus and you know everyone knows about gus and in the boys i think he the fact that he stands up to like someone like homelander i think and like he he has that like unflinching like doesn't even give a fuck that he's like standing from someone who can kill him like that's really good and here he was a bit mm. sort of just like they needed an evil guy to be an imperial guy and he plays it well yeah. but it wasn't like he does i i he, he was he's not the most fleshed out character either yeah he was just like he was he was a pretty good bad guy it wasn't i guess i know he has more like he can do more and i feel like the character kind of mm. limited that a bit but now he's great i mean Giancarlo is just He's an. He, I feel like they just say like, okay, we need we need a bad guy. Like, let's <laughs> let's get Giancarlo on the phone. <laughs> yeah, and I also enjoyed the Star Wars versions of like everyday stuff, like Star Wars cyanide. It's just kind of like random, but like you know the Imperial guy, he like bites down, just his face electrocutes, and they have like yeah, the yeah, Star yeah, Wars yeah. version of fishing. Like sometimes it's a bit like it just feels like they're doing like okay, it's like our world, but weird. But you know, I kind of I enjoyed. I don't know. I also enjoyed the the woman with the with the eggs who he helps across the spider planet. The f- the frog lady. Yeah, and the the I have spoken guy. Yeah, again, it, even though I didn't love the dynamic. Oh, that was, of, that's that's kind of that's kind of sad that he died. Yeah, I didn't love this like video game side quest kind of feel to some of the episodes, but I do like that we get to meet all these kind of fun characters and worlds and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also excited for what like what's to come next because he's got the like the dark saber, whatever it's called now. Which the other girl oh really yeah wanted. forgot about that so like and that's like whoever wields that is the the king of mandalore or something um so <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing <laughs> that i watched this last night i don't really remember i found the whole cultural like the whole mandalorian culture aspect of it where like he refuses to take off the mask and then the other mandalorians are like oh he's like one of the like that's actually like kind of weird to them like i thought it was interesting mm. interesting world building there and yeah i think I mean, I'll be honest, I don't really have much connection to that Mandalorian girl character. Um, no, she, she, she was almost kind of annoying, honestly. I, I'm kind of glad she didn't get it. <laughs> I mean, even with... Um, you go, Pedro. Also, Giancarlo gets a pretty, pretty like, over-the-top nutty villain moment there. He's like, well, little do you know, she has to defeat you in battle now. He <laughs> <laughs> does look exceedingly nutty he in that scene. He does have, like, a, a real good villain, mm. villain overacting. It's kind of... I feel like Giancarlo, after playing these, like, really intense, like, dramatic characters, he gets to kind of kind of mess around a little bit. I think oh, that's pretty enjoyable. But, um, yeah, but I, it also... I mean, it's kind of like the season... A bit like The Boys, which we'll talk about. The season kind of ended as if, like, the series could pretty much end there if they wanted to. Like, yeah, there's the Dark Saber thing set up, but besides that, like, Luke showed yeah, up, yeah. Baby Yoda's there, like, they defeated this Giancarlo man, like, you know? It's pretty... You know, it's pretty good. What else is there? <laughs> the prison episode was also awesome. Um, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, no, and I just I love. I don't know. I just I think it's so 
cool. Like this is the thing where like I don't want movies to come like I want to see movies in the cinema, but this kind of thing where like you can see movie quality stuff like that's meant to be like TV. I think it's crazy that I can just like watch this at home like on my TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um yeah, no. It's it's a badass show. And also the western style of it is awesome. <laughs> even even in the theme yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a bit of that like Ennio Morricone kind of like uh western music to it. It's, yeah, and also mm. the the whole world um yeah, I, I, yeah, I was gonna say I, I really do like the like the music. Is it either at the beginning or at the end of the episodes? It's like Ba-bum. kind of badass western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's definitely not the one. <laughs> it's my baby Yoda impression. <laughs> YouTuber screaming into a mic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good show. So uh, overall, definitely recommend The Mandalorian. Obviously, most of you have probably seen it. Now, I do believe it's time for. The so, God, yeah. I'm always caught so off guard, yet I'm always <laughs> ready for it. Um, this week's Tom Canoes is pretty underwhelming because it's kind of anti. It's like it's like Tom anti Canoes, really, because it's it's a news story and then it's not a news story. So I saw this. It's the news that there's no Tom Canoes. <laughs> I should do that one week. So, I saw this great headline, Tom Cruise reportedly buys robots to enforce COVID safety on film set. So, it was alleging How that... How is this not good Tom Cruise? <laughs> well, it was alleging that Tom Cruise bought these robots that, like, moved around the set, like, seeing if people were obeying COVID restrictions, which kind of sounded like Tom Cruise hired a couple Terminators to, like, do his bidding. Mm. However, <laughs> it is not true. So, if a man is... sneeze, they just stab him? <laughs> Because I just, I was imagining, like, you know, the dark troopers from the Mandalorian? I was imagining those, like, just walking around the Mission Impossible <laughs> set. But it's from the Sun, who are notoriously, you know, like, tabloid, mm. not very reliable. And turns out it was not true. So, disappointment, but hey. Damn. Um, but hey. News. <laughs> and finally, here. Cruise <laughs> 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 just crawls out of your mouth. <laughs> and finally, here are the announcements and such for this week. First of all, Kian sent to me on instagram the young rock trailer which now oh, we i i he, he said that to me as well and then i sent it to you <laughs> so we've really been circulating this I was thing just, we were just bombarded with the young rock so i'm very happy to see because i thought maybe it was going to be like a documentary or something i'm very happy to see that it is like a dramatization like young sheldon style of Dwayne the rock johnson's yeah, yeah, yeah. childhood years <laughs> genuinely i might even watch this it looks kind of it's kind of like half for the meme. I might even bless this show with my or this movie with my time. <laughs> but yeah, no. So, um, Young Rock, go Dwayne. Um, <laughs> Biggest question mark in all of Hollywood. <laughs> so that's pretty epic. Fan page. Now I feel personally attacked and insulted because the fan page did in fact pull a BHL Hudson on me. You see how after we complained about the last one, or you complained about how. Yo, oh yes, the Pedro meme. <laughs> oh, I love like, this. Oh, never mind. This is this is way better. <laughs> and then they just they just. Well, first of all, there's a board meme, which I think is very fitting. <laughs> um, board. Then there are two after we com- after I complained about um, Pedro memes against BHL, which sounds like a Facebook group. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, whole subreddit. He posted, uh, "Life is good, but it can be better." Going from FDK to the Poorly Planned Podcast, which, you know... All right. that, that one that one hurt. That, well, I think that one's fair. I mean, he did that for the BHL, so it has to do it. But then he did the Poorly Planned to BHL, and I... that. But I don't, I don't get how... What's the transition? Because you've already lost to the Poorly Planned. No, I think this one's more accurate. And, and well, I, I see you did comment blasphemy, which <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> and then um, there's also here John Favreau's aesthetic lube scene couples retreat, Yuwu on um on a certain website here this meme which is <laughs> genuinely horrifying but but i think the final one we need now is a meme where it's life is good but it can be better and it goes from fdk gaming to bhl hudson it, i think it has to happen to be honest with you. no if, if that why are we starting like a war on the fan page so anyway go check out the fan pages below link down below <laughs> warfare with the medium of, of podcast fans <laughs> thanks to uh kian and pierce for the fan pages and the Reddit, I'm still going to do something with the Reddit. You'll see very soon. I got I got a thing planned. And then finally, oh. uh, if you're listening on YouTube, we are on iTunes. 
shit. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. <laughs> this happens literally every <laughs> and, time. And I even knew it as I said it. I was like, why am I why am I doing this to myself? And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we're on YouTube as well, where we post the pods along with a pod video every single Wednesday. Uh, and upcoming, there may or may not be a Ben and Fred watch in the pipeline. I don't want to get you too excited because no. copyright has often made these things much more difficult to put up than they should be. But if everything goes well, there may or may not be a BNFW coming your way. So check out the YouTube channel. I, I, I hope I hope uh, that episode just never makes the air. <laughs> it is quite a horrific one, mainly because of the movie <laughs> we watch, which I don't think anyone will predict because no one asked for it. But I think people will still enjoy it. <laughs> so... That's been a very long episode of The Poorly Plan this week. I'll have my hands full editing this in time for Friday. So, thank you very much for oh, listening. Yes. Oh, God, right. Uh, Honestly, I, before, before we do this, can we just applaud BHL's lack of anything else in life? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know, I, I, am, I, am, I am quite impressed that you, that you managed to pull these out so fast. Oh, thank I you. No, I mean, with... Uh, a weird, wholesome moment on the podcast. Yeah, not, I don't know how to feel about this. Genuine love. <laughs> <laughs> with... Um, with lockdown and gap year and all that, I, you know, I've, I've tried to keep myself busy with, with working on, on videos and pods. And so it's all, it's all coming together pretty well. <laughs> and when my social life comes back, then the pod will be dead immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you very much for listening. You can find me on YouTube, BHL Hudson, Instagram, Twitter, BHL underscore Hudson. You can email the pod at bhlhudsonvids at gmail.com. Ooh, you can find me on... Twitter at FDK underscore Dot Sniper on YouTube at FDK Space Gaming, and you can also find me on Instagram. <laughs> no <laughs> question mark at F Dalgard. Hmm. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Pe 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 drop pe ha 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 ha